0: You're listening to an Aiden's Books Podcast. Hey guys, it's Aiden of Aiden's Books, and I'm here with Mami. Welcome to Parenting and Bonding with Children's Books. Our episodes are recorded first via video. For the full experience, check out the video interview on my Facebook page, Eden's Books. Next, you'll hear Mommy doing the interview. Thanks for listening. Hey, hey, everybody. Hi, Sari. Hi, Quinn. How's it going? It's going all right. I'm so excited. You guys will probably recognize Sari, Sari Car Plus. She was here before. We were thinking before we came on, because we were like in the background chit chatting before we came on. And um, we were thinking she was here in August. That's what I think I it was. About, right? But yeah. she was here for her first book. Oh my gosh, I didn't even pull it out. Your first book, Robotastic, but she has it, which is awesome. And Aiden loves it. You guys, I'll try to link like the previous podcast and read aloud, right? Oh, right, yes. Yes, yeah. her, uh, and read aloud. And guys, so, all right, let me let me introduce the show and then we'll get into this. So this is a Parenting and Bonding with Children's mm-hmm. books podcast where we believe that books are magic and have the power to transform homes. On this podcast, we talk to the authors behind the magic to find out the true intentions behind the books. And we are here tonight with Sari Carr Plus. Are we going to say hello again? Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go and give you guys like a Brief introduction ish to Sari, but one of my favorite things, one of my favorite things about her is that she's a stand-up comedian, and so, <laughs> so I'm gonna try not to laugh too much while we're on. Not to put any pressure on you, to, you know. But no, I promise, yeah. no
1: laugh today. None okay. Zero.
0: But Aiden <laughs> and I love her books because she makes us laugh and she teaches teaches us a lesson without us like really feeling like. Is this the right word? Like it's not preachy, yeah, it's like the message is hidden but overt. like it's it's right in front of your face, but it's hidden in this like really, really funny story, right? So let me just give you guys a brief introduction. So Sarah Carplus is no stranger to storytelling. With her background in improv, Parenthood came with a welcome challenge of making up bedtime stories. I love it. Because you would make up stories on the fly, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I love that you, we have to have like a prompt here. Like we do like this thing to give me two words and I'll give you a story. Oh, I love but that. It, yeah, but it sounds like you were doing doing it like on the fly, fly, right?
1: Yeah, I just, I, it's so fun to just make them up. I did it at dinner the other night. They're like, please, can we get a story? I'm like, eat your peas. And then
0: <laughs> as long as you're eating your peas, I'm telling a yeah. story. <laughs> Gosh. all these kids vegetables are hard okay so like I said she comes up with stories on the fly but uh, we talked about her first book Robotastic where the story really stuck about a boy who sets out to build a robot Um, and it led into her second book which we're here to talk about tonight and it's called Robotastic Jake and the Giant Beach thank you for joining us thank you for having me Quinn I love being here Yes. I love you being here. So what did I miss in introducing you? Is there anything you want to add?
1: Oh, um, I'm always tricky with this because I've had so many different directions in my life. I spent yes. 10 years a stand-up comic and I, I work in tech. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and um, I also was a screenwriter for a while so are write and direct short films and okay. interestingly enough I almost turned Robotastic into a short film and I was just like I
0: can't it's not that it's a book it's a kid's book and so it's I, I a kid's it. book yeah. but we can see it like we can see like cartoons and stuff
1: yeah wouldn't it be yeah. a fun series like a a
0: TV series to have the Robotastic kids on adventures that'd be cute is there going to be okay I'm jumping ahead for those that may not have read the first book right is the third one in the works can I ask you that
1: yes but it's early it's early I have like a a rough outline for it and it's it's happening but it's
0: rough is your plan to do a different main character for each book yes Okay, so I'm asking this not to skip ahead and like confuse the people watching, but because I can see like the kids, like the robotastic kids, like a whole team of them doing this show. And that that would be so cute. Okay, not to jump ahead. So it's going to be a girl star of the next one. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Okay, A, a A very high energy tech loving little girl. I love it. And you know, uh, I work in tech as well in like my full-time job. So that awesome. excites me. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's really not
0: as many women in tech as there ought to be. It's surprising. Yeah. 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 My uh I often like when we were in the office where I sat was like right outside of the HR team, and that was like their whole like just trying to like plan events to attract um more women into the company. It's really, it's really difficult. And mm-hmm. so when we read books like the one like your books and then the one you have you're working on next showing little girls that it's cool to build ro- I mean I'm I'm only guessing just yeah. from the first two books she did that it's cool to build robots you yeah, know absolutely. and you can do it encouraging them that's so well, important it's
1: fun because I have two sons and a daughter and my daughter is probably the most tech savvy of all of them she loves to program okay. she's like it's weird <laughs> like she'll She used to avoid Zoom class and like do these like computer programs on the side. I'm like, I'm both (laughs) delighted and appalled by this.
0: (laughs) And how do you say like stop programming and pay attention in class? Like, how do you say that? It was tricky. I'd have to be like,
1: "Um, are you listening to your teacher? Mm
0: Hmm. And she (laughs) probably was because kids can like do, especially when they're really used to something. Like I talk to parents about like if if they think. Like it's hard for their child to like stay engaged with a book. Right. Like have them do something that's kind of like doesn't take a lot of brain power. Yeah. And programming does, but when you're into it and you love it, you know you can do it with your eye with your eyes closed, right? Yeah. And so I talk to parents all the time. I mean, programming is like something different. I talk about like play doh and crayons and no, you know? but I mean, that's probably the more likely way where you'll pick up the story. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. But that is really really cool. So. Yeah. We're here to talk about the second book, RoboTastic yeah. Jake and the Giant Beach. What if you had to give like an elevator pitch? What is the book about? What would you say? Um, it's about a boy who takes his robot
1: to the beach, and it goes horribly wrong. Yeah. So he sets out to make life better for his little robot friends, so he can have some fun in the sun.
0: Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say something else. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it takes a turn. We actually talked about this a little bit before we went live. It does take a turn. And I was wondering how much you wanted to talk about that. We can talk about that. It's it's a little surprise in the read. But I think if you're looking
1: into maybe getting this book, you might want to know how where the turn goes.
0: Yes. And it kind of it it's a i think it's a, a beautiful moment as you're reading it because you're already like thoroughly enjoying the book and seeing this friendship between these two and uh watching this robot who goes through the story like and it's just like in in an, an inconvenient time for him like nothing is working out and then one of my favorite parts in the book is they're in the car right and um the main character is the, the parents tell him well maybe you shouldn't bring your robot yeah. to the beach you know? take care of your toys like yeah bring your robot to the beach because it's you know the beach is not for him and he's yeah. like my friend's gonna come with me like he's my friend he's yeah. not a toy and he's yeah. going to come with me wherever i am like yeah. i'm gonna figure out how to make this work for him
1: yeah and
0: that's when you know like this book is about something else like yeah. this is and, and, I, and, I,
1: mm-hmm. and I gave the I gave the parents a special response. And I, I have a, a friend who's uh, an educator. He's taught all the grades K through 12. And yeah. when he read it, one of the things he said that he really wanted to take to his now high school students was that the parents in the book hear their kid. His, this yeah. kid is like, I'm take he's my friend. He's coming where I come. So that's not negotiable. He's not a toy, he's my friend.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and the parents go, oh okay. And they all think about that and, and take it in and they honor their son. And I think a lot of kids don't have the, the luxury of parents who hear their needs and their interests and really take it in and let them do what they, what's true in their heart. And I think, you know, that was a really interesting moment too, because, you know, to, to be heard is part of the message too, to be heard and let you have your friends succeed Mm -hmm. by improving their life. So, I mean, it's, it's a little about abilities because the robot doesn't have the ability to enjoy the beach like the humans do.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: And, um, and Jake, the lead character calls it out. He's like, yeah, so I'm going to make him enjoy it so I can be with him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think you said something very powerful there because I might get in a little trouble for this, but we're coming, like we're, we're having the generation before us was all about like, don't talk back, like, you know, just be quiet, you know, like, and we're teaching this new generation and and we're in a generation where, you know, we want to really know Ugh, that sounds bad. We want to really know our kids and allow them the space, you know, mm-hmm. to be who they are. And um, like you said, it's it's really important. So that was a powerful moment with the parents. Um, and I'm just going back to the page because I remember. Okay, you said in the book they honored their son, and the dad said, "You make a great point." And then they, uh, you know, helped him along the way as he was figuring out how to make better accommodations for his friend at the beach. Yeah. Can we talk about the problem solving moments in the book? Yes. Oh I good cuz I love this part too. Okay. <laughs> so, I guess do I need to ask a questionnaire or cuz I just love the way you walked kids through like actionable steps like how to solve a problem, what it looked like, and I can see your tech brain in there as well. <laughs> from meeting (laughs) development. I don't even know the terms. I should know this better.
1: Um, Yeah. yeah, So in fact, I'm going to show this page um, because I think this is really important for kids to understand, like he had problems that he wanted to solve. And I think a lot of kids don't really, you know, how to work through this like brain cloud of things going on of like, I don't know, I just want to make it better. So, you know, we sort of, You know, he made it two columns, one left and one right. Then he thought up some fixes all day and all night. And he has this problems uh, column and his solutions. And he has a bunch brainstormed. And then he crosses some out
0: and circles his favorite choices. Yeah. And I'm going to give you the screen so that you, so that they can uh really see the page. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Let me pull it up again. Of course I opened right to that page and now I'm not opening right to it. Okay. Here it is. There we go. So see the problems. Shout out to my son who did the, who did Jake's handwriting. Um, he runs out of power. His feet get rusty and then has little solutions. <clears throat> and he just made a big list and decided which ones are the best. And I think that's just really helpful for, I mean, honestly, all of us, but especially kids to see how to work through how to solve a problem like that.
0: Yeah, it's important. And being able to sort through everything in our head, like you said. I mean, it wasn't until I was maybe in college that I learned about mind mapping and (laughs) being able to sort everything out. And it's like so it'll be so much more effective for these kids to learn about it at such a young age. Like, you know, it's it's awesome. I loved that you talked about the transition or the, the how much time transpired before he actually had a solution. And I think I've talked about that because I I wrote, I love this book so much. I wrote a a review on it. You guys can see it on my website. I'll put up the link. But um, that's so important for kids to know, like you can't solve a problem, right? Like a lot of problems right away. Some of them take time, you know, they take time. And I love that you put that in your book because it's so important to know. And it gave me a moment with Aiden to be able to step back because he'll have a problem and he'll get so frustrated and so overwhelmed. I'm like, I can't fix it right away. Like, mommy, you tell me, like, I'm smart and I'm brilliant all the time, but I can't figure this out. And to be able to use your book to show him the steps that the main character took, how much time it took him, how he thought through solutions, tried them out, you know, and then he did an experiment, basically. Like, he's like, I have these solutions, but okay, let <laughs> Try them out. Like it's a whole process. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that's the beauty of
1: being able to have kids' books for this. Ex- you know, these explanations. Like yeah. it can. It's great that you were able to have a conversation about that because mm-hmm. I think all of us struggle to control our minds and our emotions and figure out how to get where you need to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And to have those tools as a kid is puts them in a much better position to do the things they want to do.
0: Yeah, I that's agree. So,
1: that's so cool. And by the way, your review was amazing. And if anyone checks it out, she Quinn highlights so nicely the kinds of conversations you can have
0: from reading the book and yes. just um, really good. Because that's what it's all about. And that's why I choose, that's why I chose the first book, chose the second book, because we're really, it's all, It's more than just reading a book and just putting it back on the shelf. Like, oh, that was a cool story. You know what I mean? Some books are just built different. And some books just give us the ability to have these deeper conversation with our children and be able to use them as tools like we've been talking about from the beginning, use them as tools in our home to help us parent. Because we don't always have the words or the visuals and things to give our children. And when you can just pick up a book, like, Pick up a book and be giving them vocabulary, be giving them uh, reading comprehension, um, so many different things. And you're also teaching them how to do life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <You>
1: know, <clears throat> it's funny because um, I, I have an internal struggle when I write my books because I like using bigger words. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I actually use the word self-reliant in here. And I was like, oh, how's my audience going to feel about that word? <laughs> or compound word. Um, And at the end of the day, I always put them back in. I, I take them out. I'm like, oh, I should make it a little simpler. And then I always end up putting them back in because I feel like kids can either deduce what they mean or have a conversation about what they mean. But usually it's a really great moment to just learn more words if they didn't know them already.
0: I put myself on mute because somebody is cutting the grass behind me. So I don't know if you guys can hear it or not. No,
1: I have <laughs> a trash day, so I might have to do the same thing.
0: <laughs> we can all understand, understand these moments. So yeah. So it's important for you guys watching to know, never shy away from the big words. Even like when we're reading books, I always talk to parents about don't be afraid to read above their level. Like I've really like, I don't like the levels that like publishers put on books because it really scares some parents away from picking up that next like middle grade book or that chapter book, or even like a YA book. Like you got to pre-read YA books because some of them should oh. be in the adult section, but, <laughs> <really>? oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, one of the powerful things about reading to our children and like really reading to them because some people, you you think it's enough. Mm, I don't want to say this the wrong way, but it's wonderful if your children like independent reading. That's a beautiful thing. I mean, that's the goal, right? But the power of sitting down and actually reading a book to your child is that you're able to read above their level and they've been listening long before they've been reading. And so oftentimes we say these words and just because of the way we read it the inflections, the content around that word, they know what it means or they can ask in that moment. And the beautiful thing about books, not that I haven't said that a million times, is that the converse, like when we're just walking through the house, we're not using advanced vocabulary. And so if we're not using advanced vocabulary, how are they going to learn it? Like, how are they going to pick it up? And I say this time and time again, school's not enough You know, it's it's it starts at home. And when you're reading these books when authors put words in there like self-reliance, we're increasing their vocabulary and they're just learning so much more. Now the vocabulary is enhanced. They have colorful words. They're ready for the SATs. No, I'm skipping ahead. But, (laughs) 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 you know,
1: know what the best is when you got a little one and they repeat one of those words and they do it in context and you're like, oh, that was a win.
0: I forget what Aiden said the other day, but he said something to me and I was just like, I was, I try not, you know how you try not to react every time mm-hmm. they do something cool because like, you don't want them to like be looking for that every time they do something cool. Yeah, yeah. But he said this word to me and I wish I could remember what it was. And I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, man, With I the SAT words, it was wonderful. Oh, uh, goodness. Yeah. So, we Were you too?
1: My my little my four year old once said, "Mom, don't be hyperbolic." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> Do you even know what that
0: means?" She does. Were you being hyperbolic?
1: <laughs> I might have been. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like being called out on it, but yeah.
0: <laughs> Goodness, that's awesome. Hyperbolic. Yeah, I think Gosh. Yeah. Okay. So can we talk about one of my other favorite moments in the book? Yes, please. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So uh, I think this is my absolute favorite line, but okay. So you say turning thoughts into things isn't easy. You see work can be work while ideas are free. That was powerful for me. Like as as an adult, Can you tell us, I don't know, like what you meant by that? Well, I mean,
1: I think we are living a world of, we're all very, ideally, we're all very creative. And I think Mm -hmm. that's so cool. And I think we should pursue anything that makes us happy and makes us tick. And we want to share like anything. It's great. But I think one of the things that I get flustered by is people who have all these ideas, but don't ever want to do any of them. Like, I think it's really powerful to go for it and just go do the thing you're so excited about. And, um, I, I, I want to show in the book how, you know, Jake had all these ideas, but he didn't didn't just sit around like hoping somebody would invent a thing for his robot. Like he, what can I do? He thought, what can I do to make this happen? You know, maybe he doesn't have all the money or doesn't have all the supplies, but he, put together his list of what are the best things and, and did the work because you cannot replace the work ideas can be awesome and they can be unique and they can be special, mm-hmm. but until you do the work, it's just an idea. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's valuable for our audience to know too, because um, kids are full of amazing ideas, you know, but what about that you know, ozone cleaning machine that goes through the sky. That sounds amazing. How would we actually make that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what can we do to actually make that? Like it's it sounds impossible, but the truth is every project, every new thing came with some work that made it happen.
0: Yeah. So thank you for that. Yeah. I think that what I also picked up from it is that not all children are at the place. All of our children have like these great imaginations and they're creative, right? And sometimes it gets shut down. Yeah. The, their environment, maybe the people around them, teachers, you know, as much as we don't like to talk about it. Um, I think we've all had a teacher that wasn't really very supportive, right? Um, and it's important like what you said, because to give children like my thoughts can be things, Mm-hmm. Like you're telling me that I'm thinking this thing and I can turn it into something like it can come to fruition or it can actually be something I can hold in my hands and become tangible. How would I do that? Yeah. And then you give us the steps like yeah. you give our children like I don't know if you get how powerful that. How powerful <laughs> that is. <right? laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning. I'll take it. (laughs) Like we told our kids that they could take their creative ideas that they have in their head and turn them into something. And this is how you do it. Like there's so much power and the book is powerful, but I often talk to parents about the power from story time and the magic of story time doesn't just lie in the book itself. It it lies in the conversation that you have because of the book. And this opens up so many moments, not only just to read the book, but to talk to them about what are some of the things, how would you have solved this problem? How would you have made this a better world for that robot? Do you have a friend that struggles through the day and you can think of ways to, to help them along? What are some of your your thoughts or creative ideas? Maybe we can turn it into something, you know? And it doesn't have to be like you're trying to turn them into a kid entrepreneur, even though that's wonderful, but they'll need those skills, you know, when the science fair, you know, comes up. I struggled through my science fairs. I really did. You know, just like just trying to develop the, you know, concepts. It was a lot. And we didn't have YouTube and Google and all that, you know, back then this is a powerful way to show our kids and and just put the idea in our heads. Like, yeah, your thoughts can be things. So thank you for that. (laughs)
1: Oh, yes, that's awesome. Thank you for recognizing that. Yeah.
0: That as such a beautiful tool. Thank you. Thank you so much. So as I knew, time was going to fly. Is there anything else that you want to share about your book? Uh, Just one last thing is that-
1: There are some really fun jokes and I think yes. it's awesome um, <laughs> to have books that you can have jokes with uh, your kids because yes. as parents and adults often have different levels of jokes, um, you know, our references are different. Our sense of humor, have evolved in a different place. It's really fun to have jokes in books that you can go back to and share. So I'm really excited about that because this one, um, I I love both the Robotastic books. They're both uh, um, different, but they're both clearly part of the series. But I think the one that's special is this has not just a lot of powerful messages and great tools to talk about with your kids, but there's some fun laughs and moments that you can
0: take with you. I was on mute again. Yes. And she is always so gracious and giving us a joke on the back of the book. and. (laughs) (laughs) If you were ever thinking about like, how do I even get my kid to sit down and read a book? When you pick up this book, you know, it is a conversation starter right on the back, you know, to get them laughing and get them engaged. Like, oh, this look. Yeah, this is cool. Right. Like, Why don't we just read the book? Let's read the book then, you know, and see what other funnies are inside. And you will find many of them. So, Sari, thank you so much for the work you're doing. Thank you Mm -hmm. for Robotastic and Robotastic Jake and the Giant Beach. Love the title. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> so for, all, so for all the book lovers out there, I know that the title sounds familiar. What like what made you go <laughs> with Jake and the Giant Beach? Because as soon as I read it, Aiden was like, hey, that's such, <laughs> such, such, such.
1: <laughs> you know, well, I knew it was going to be a Jake book because Jake is the friend in the first book. So yes. he, he oh, came from know. the first book. Mm-hmm. Right. And so and I knew I want to tell a, a, do a story about a beach. And to bring a robot to the beach, so it's going to be Jake's story and bring his robot to the beach. And then suddenly, it just it kind of clicked. It should be Jake in the giant beach. And yeah. um, interestingly, just side story behind the story uh, need note insider information now, y'all. Oh yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I had a couple people give me the note early on before it was published when I was doing my beta readers. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Yeah, but why is it called Jake in the Giant Beach?" And I'm like, it's about a a boy named Jake who's at a beach. And they're like, but. So I I added a whole page about how the beach felt giant to him. And so it kind of came around as it was the perfect title because the beach opened up when his friend could have a good time. And so then it became the perfect title, but also a fun play on words that sounds very familiar Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: <laughs> you know, we're like keeping a secret, but they should you guys should know. I'm not even gonna say it. You guys should know. You should drop it in the comments as soon as you as soon as you hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I've told you guys I've I've put on uh Seri's website, Robotasticbook.com. Um visit her website. It's a really I was telling her before we came on, it's a it's a beautiful website. You can mm-hmm. see other reviews. Um the the first book, if you guys don't have it, there's a video promo that's really cute on her website to check out. Um, and then you can find her on IG. She's on Twitter and has a Facebook author page as well. But you can find all her information through her website and through her IG. Um, and the book is available where?
1: Um, it's on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble Online. And you can buy it through the Robotastic Book website, which comes with free bookmarks that match the books.
0: Oh, keep going okay thank you so much Sari for thank being here so with us today me. it's great yeah. chatting with you Quinn yes and thank you all for coming fun. by to watch <laughs> yes thank you guys for stopping by and for watching and uh, check out all that Sari has to offer on her website and thank you all and have a great night bye